For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast, Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. The Raiders won their third in a row and fourth in five games as they routed the Denver Broncos 37-12. The Raiders' defense turned in one of its best games in a long time, and the running game was once again stellar as the Silver and Black won their third straight division game. The last time they did that, 2010 when they ran the table going 6-0 in the division and finished 8-8. Raiders evened up their home record and now have won five in a row, hosting the Denver Broncos. Up next, the Kansas City Chiefs, who are coming off a bye. The Raiders trail KC by two games in the division, and you know the Chiefs are going to be looking for a little sweet revenge for their only loss of the season. Now at halftime, the Raiders led 10-6 but they left a lot of points off the board. Hunter Renfro had a punt return for a touchdown wiped out because of a penalty on Jonathan Abram. Wide receiver Nelson Aguilar dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone. And Henry Ruggs led a perfect pass down the sideline from Derek Carr, go right through his hands. And I know a lot of Raider Nation had to be wondering, are the Raiders looking past the Broncos with an eye on the Chiefs next week? I mean, is this going to be a game the Raiders lose? Past two seasons, I could definitely say, yes, I could see that happening. But the Raiders' defense and running game took over in the second half and helped the team to another win and an easy cover. The Raiders opened as five-point favorites, and the over-under was 51-and-a-half. Now, it looked like this one was going to go over as the Broncos were driving for a late garbage-time touchdown when Nick Kwiatkowski came up with one spectacular interception. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Even analyst Trent Green, a former quarterback, was complimenting the Raiders linebacker on the one-handed grab. And you know Trent has seen a lot of great catches during his playing career and his time in the broadcast booth as well. The NFL week isn't over as we still have a Monday night game. And then week 11 gets going on Thursday. So for all the latest from game spreads and totals to team player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, Raider Nation, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's time for Ackerman's A-list player of the game. And I know the running game was outstanding with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker combining for 193 yards and four touchdowns. However, other than Jacobs' performance, I thought the Raiders' offense slept through the entire first half. 
Now, I could give it to the Raiders' defense, who for the third straight game played a huge role in another victory. But Raider Nation, I'm going to narrow it down to one player. And I'm going to give it to veteran free safety Jeff Heath. The former Cowboy, who signed with the Raiders in the offseason, had two interceptions. And to me, the one right before the end of the half, that was the play of the game. As you know, the Raiders were clinging to a four-point lead, and Denver had just scored a touchdown, which was nullified on the previous play because of a holding penalty. Now, the Broncos still had more than enough time on the clock to score and take a halftime lead. On the play, Broncos quarterback Drew Locke was trying to hit rookie wide receiver Jerry Judy over the middle, and it would have been a touchdown. But Heath read the play perfectly, stepped in front of Judy to pick it off, and preserved the Raiders' four-point lead. Heath also had another interception earlier in the half that put the Raiders in great field position, but unfortunately, the offense was unable to take advantage and had to punt. Here's the veteran safety talking about the pick right before the end of the half. I got uh, great credit to the coaches for having us prepared. Um, we had uh, we had a lot of good tips this game, um, and yeah, I just saw the formation and uh, you know read what the number two I think is the running back read his uh, his route and um, it's just a great job of uh, coaches <clears throat> letting us know what was coming and then just being able to capitalize on the play. Once again, first-year Raider Jeff Heath is Ackerman's A-list player of the game. All right, let's hand out some grades now, and let's begin with the Raiders' defense. You know, this unit was so much maligned through the first six games, and I admit, I said defensive coordinator Paul Gunther had to go at the end of the season. But I'll give him and this Raiders' defense a lot of credit because they played an outstanding game, and they were the reason... And the only reason the Raiders were up at halftime. Coming into this game, the overall numbers for the defense were bleak. Five takeaways, three interceptions, and just nine sacks. The Raiders ranked near the bottom of the league in every one of those categories. But Paul Gunther dialed up the defensive pressure, and they never let Broncos quarterback Drew Locke get comfortable in that pocket. He was either scrambling, throwing off his back foot, or taking a big hit. And as a result, here are the numbers for this game, Raider Nation. Just this game, five takeaways, four interceptions, and two sacks. The defense doubled its takeaways, recorded one more interception than they had for the entire season, and picked up two more sacks. One by Max Crosby. And how about linebacker Nicholas Morrow? A Raider linebacker actually had a sack. It's the first sack by a linebacker since the 2018 season. Overall, the Raiders brought pressure time and time again, and the results speak for themselves. Besides Jeff Heath and Nick Kwiatkowski interceptions, which I mentioned earlier, how about Carl Nassim? He also had an interception, dropping back in zone coverage. So, in the last two games, Napsub has an interception, a pass defended, and a sack. That's why they gave him a three-year big money deal in the offseason, because they thought he would be consistently making plays like this. Raider Nation, let's hope Napsub's play can continue to trend upwards. And if you're wondering 
When was the last time the Raiders had four interceptions in a game? Well, according to our good friend Josh Dubow of the Associated Press, it occurred in 2008, 12 years ago. The Raiders intercepted Carolina Panthers quarterback Jake DeLome four times, but they still lost 17-6. Think about that. You come up with four picks, and all you have to show for it was two lousy field goals? Unfortunately, I was at that game at the Oakland Coliseum. And I know you want to erase it from the memory banks, but it was the short-lived Jamarcus Russell era. So maybe that explains why they managed just two field goals. The lone fumble recovery. Credit goes to Nevin Lawson, who not only made the strip, but he also made the recovery as well. Now, the five turnovers only resulted in 10 Raider points. But if you think about it, you can make the case it also saved three or perhaps seven because of Heath's interception at the goal line right before the end of the half. The defense only allowed 66 yards rushing, keeping Denver well under four yards a carry. The longest run of the day was 11 yards by Melvin Gordon III. Broncos quarterback Drew Locke completed under 50% of his passes for 257 yards. But he picked up a lot of them in the fourth quarter when the outcome of this game was already well decided. And how about this stat, Raider Nation? The Raiders held the Broncos' offense without a single yard in the third quarter. Denver didn't have a single yard of offense. Now, granted, they only ran four plays, in large part because the Raiders' offense chewed up the clock. But still, give credit where credit is due. And think about this as well, Raider Nation. In the last three weeks, the Raiders' defense allowed just six points to the Cleveland Browns. Two field goals and no touchdowns. Last Sunday, against the L.A. Chargers, Isaiah Johnson comes up with two huge pass deflections on the game's final two plays to secure the victory. And against the Broncos, they allowed just 12 points. One touchdown in garbage time. Two field goals. And all those turnovers, which I mentioned earlier, but it bears repeating one more time. Five. That's right. Five turnovers. For the second straight week, Nick Kwiatkowski led the Raiders in tackles, coming up with eight stops. Maybe, just maybe, the Raiders' defense is finally starting to click, and it couldn't come at a better time with the defending Super Bowl champs coming to town and looking for some payback. Head coach John Gruden was very complimentary of the defense following the win. I think uh, Jeff Heath started it off. You know, Jeff Heath uh, has made some big plays. He's not playing, uh, you know, 100%, but uh, getting close to it. Uh, I think he got the fire started. We got just some good overall play by a lot of guys on defense. Paul Gunther and his staff uh, have tweaked the defense the last few weeks, and uh, we were opportunistic. You know, Ryan Nassib on his own blitz got an interception. Uh, I thought we did a great job stripping the ball. Uh, we need to create more turnovers, uh, fumbles. And, uh, again, we ran the football extremely well, and that's, that's the recipes that we're looking for here. Coach Gruden mentioned the tweaks on defense by coordinator Paul Gunther, and they have certainly worked. Overall, I give the Raiders' defense a solid A. Let's move to the other side of the ball now. The Raiders' passing game wasn't particularly sharp, but the running game more than made up for it. In the first half alone, 
Rookie wide receiver Henry Ruggs III had a perfect pass down the sideline, go right through his hands. In the second quarter, Nelson Aguilar dropped a potential touchdown pass, and the Raiders settled for a field goal. And the most egregious drop came courtesy of sure-handed tight end Darren Waller, who got behind the defense and dropped an easy touchdown pass. Now, later in the drive, he had a 24-yard catch, but that certainly didn't make up for the drop. Quarterback Derek Carr finished up the day 16 of 25, 154 yards, and no touchdown passes. It's the third straight game Carr was held below 200 yards passing. And the first time all season, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. But you know what, Raider Nation? That just goes to show you this team is capable of winning games by throwing or running the football. Now, we all know Gruden loves to run and run and run and then play field position. And I've said this before. It works when you have a great defense. Right now, Raiders defense isn't great, but it is showing improvement. All right, back to the offense. And once again, let's give Tom Cable and his offensive line a whole lot of credit. Raiders were down three starters on the line. No Colton Miller. No Richie Incognito or Trent Brown. Starting right tackle Sam Young went down in the fourth quarter, but he appears to be okay. The line opened up big hole after big hole, and Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker took full advantage as the Raiders gained 203 yards on the ground and rushed for four touchdowns. Jacobs, who's in his second year out of Alabama, had 112 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns. He also caught four passes for another 24 yards. It was the second time in three games Jacobs topped the century mark. And he also had his longest run of the season, a 23-yarder, which set up a field goal. As for Devontae Booker, you know this win had to feel extra sweet for him. I mean, he spent his first four years in Denver and was primarily used as a special teams player. Booker rushed for a season-high 81 yards and also scored a pair of touchdowns as well. Overall, the Raiders' running game continues to impress. It's the third straight game they rushed for more than 150 yards, something they accomplished only two other times the past 13 seasons. Now, they did do it last year, and they also did it in 2010. My prediction of Henry Ruggs III having a big game didn't quite come to fruition. He did tie a season high with three receptions, but had just 31 receiving yards. And I talked about it earlier, had a pass go right through his hands, and it would have been a big game. Hey, and there was also a Brian Edwards sighting. Yes, Raider Nation, welcome him back. The rookie out of South Carolina caught his first pass since he was injured in week three against the New England Patriots. Overall, the Raiders finished with 357 total yards of offense, 21 first downs, and pretty efficient on third down, converting six of 13. And they also ended up dominating time of possession, holding the ball for more than 36 minutes. And that included a staggering 13 and a half minutes in the third quarter alone. Josh Jacobs discussed the ground game with the media. I know that the game starts with the run and it ends with the run. <clears throat> I mean, I think this is a testament to the whole line. I think the last, what, three weeks in a row, we've had 150 plus yards on the ground. Um, and it's just it's just good to see that we, we – uh, is that basically putting our dominance on the game um, and to see that book out there balling. 
I mean, it just makes it fun. And offensive line, we got guys that's injured and they're coming in and they're balling. Um, the backups are balling. So, I mean, it just feels good to know that we coming in and putting our dominance on the game. Overall, I'll give the Raiders offense a B grade. Finally, the special teams. And this was kind of a mixed bag because Hunter Renfro, kicker Daniel Carlson, and punter A.J. Cole had great games. But at the same time, the Raiders committed two very costly penalties on punt returns. Now, the Raiders' special team started the game out with a big play on the opening kickoff. Deontay Spencer was tackled by Devontae Booker at the five-yard line. And the Broncos went three and out. Hunter Renfro's first big return of 29 yards, which would have had the ball at the Denver 23, was wiped out because of a holding penalty. Now, the Raiders would recover and score on their opening drive, a touchdown. But the one that really hurt was Renfro's 60-yard touchdown punt return, which was nullified because of an illegal blindside block by Jonathan Abram. And I know he didn't need to do it. Kicker Daniel Carlson, he continued his outstanding season by adding three more field goals, including a 52-yarder. Carlson is now four for four on field goal attempts longer than 50 yards. And overall, 20 for 22 this season. Punter A.J. Cole did a great job of flipping field position the entire day. Three different times he pinned the Broncos inside their own 10-yard line. I'll give the special teams a B. Well, enjoy the win, Raider Nation, because next Sunday is the rematch with the first-place Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Sunday night game as the Silver and Black will be back in prime time looking for a season sweep of their arch rivals. I'll have a preview of that one coming up later in the week. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening, and may all your punts find the Coffin Quarter. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.